Welcome to The Real News Network. I'm Paul Jay. September 11th is the 15th anniversary of the attacks on the World Trade Towers in New York. So now joining us is Senator Bob Graham. Bob Graham was the governor of Florida from 1979 to 1987, United States Senator from Florida from 1987 to 2005, Chairman of the Senate Select Committee on Intelligence, Co-Chair of the Bipartisan Joint Congressional Inquiry into Intelligence Failures Surrounding the 9-11 Attacks, He's the author of the book, Intelligence Matters, the CIA, the FBI, Saudi Arabia, and the Failure of America's War on Terror, and also the author of the book, The Keys to the Kingdom. Thanks very much for joining us, Bob. Good, Paul. Thank you very much. I want to jump to something else, uh, which we discussed in the previous interview, and that has to do with the, the role of the American government in this, particularly the Bush-Cheney administration. Um, I'm, going to, I'm going to play for you a little exchange we had in the previous interview. If you are right that, that Bandar knew this was going on, then he's sitting meeting with his friend, President Bush, regularly in the days leading up to 9-11, and, and either not saying anything or, or somehow does. Uh, I mean, I know you know there's, there's a lot of theory and, and, and I think a lot of evidence that it would at least require an inquiry that there's a deliberate attempt not to know. It's not just lack of, it's not just incompetency. And, and, and I mean, to believe that it's just incompetency, then you have to think it's, it's like the uh, keystone cops of intelligence agencies. They're just tripping all over each other. Yeah, and, but but and, that seems hard to believe. Well, and also the fact that it was so pervasive that, that virtually all of the agencies of the federal government uh, were moving in the same direction from a customs agent at an airport in Orlando who was chastised when he uh, denied entry in the United States to a Saudi uh, to uh, the President of the United States authorizing large numbers of Saudis uh, to leave the country, possibly denying us forever uh, important insights and information on what happened. Uh, the, you don't have everybody uh, moving in the same direction without there being uh, a head coach somewhere uh, who is giving them instructions as to where he wants them to move. So that includes before and after the events? Uh, primarily before the event. After the event, it shifts from being uh, an, an action that supports uh, the activities of the uh, Saudis uh, to actions that cover up uh, the results of that permission given to the Saudis to act. So could you explain particularly this last, this last two couple of sentences, primarily before the event, after the event, it shifts from being an action that supports the activities to the Saudis to actions that cover up the results of that permission given to the Saudis to act. So can you elaborate on that? Well, and, and I'll get to the why uh, question. Why would the U.S. government have done this? And let me say, uh, I no longer use the words cover-up to describe what's going on. Uh, I find the, more accurately the words aggressive deception. Uh, the federal government has attempted to rewrite the narrative of 9-11 in order to exclude the role of the Saudis from that uh, horrific story. Uh, why did they do it? Uh, 
I think there are a number of reasons. Uh, some of them relate to the long-time special personal relationship between the Bush family uh, and the uh, Saudi kingdom goes back three generations uh, to uh, Herbert Walker Bush's father, uh, Prescott Bush, uh, from a senator from Connecticut. Uh, I think it also involves the long relationship that uh, started in World War II when the United States essentially committed to provide security to the Saudis, the Saudis committed to provide a reliable source of petroleum to the United States and its uh, allies. But I think there's another issue here, and that is, if you'll recall, uh, at the World Trade Center uh, after 9-11, the president uh, with a bullhorn uh, said words to the effect that we are going to follow anyone uh, who was found to have been in any way connected to this uh, uh, murder uh, and that we will follow them to the ends of the earth. Uh, pretty strong uh, words. Uh, and certainly shortly thereafter, much of the information that you have uh, outlined uh, became available to the president. Problem. The president wanted to go to war with Iraq. Uh, and he is, he is painted uh, at, the at the site of the crime uh, a, a path that looks like it's going directly uh, to the Saudis, uh, but that's not the destination he wants. So what do you do? You have to, to suppress all the information that would uh, cause people to think that the Saudis were the people that he was talking about uh, with the bullhorn at the World Trade Center and get the country prepared and willing to go to war against a country which was subsequently found out to have not virtually, if not totally, nothing to do. Right, but Bob, I know you have to leave, uh, but so let me just, I just want to focus on this line. You don't have everybody moving in the same direction without there being a head coach somewhere who's giving them instructions as to where he wants them to move. And that's in reference to me talking about the various examples of American intelligence agencies that in fact did generate intelligence that could have prevented 9-11 if it had been followed up. And I had asked you if there was a deliberate culture created to the American intelligence agencies of not wanting to know, which, which in itself could prohibit the sharing of information that people talk about. Uh, you mentioned to me in this interview that in the uh, famous memo, Bin Laden plans to attack the United States, that in, in the subsequent memo that usually goes out to heads of agencies, that that was omitted, which one would think would have gone to head of agencies in order to take precautions. Uh, you mentioned the, uh, immig the immigration, uh, the border official who's chastised. This was because there had been a, a, a guideline handed down from the White House, if I understand it correctly, not to stop Saudis from coming into the country, even if under normal protocol you would have stopped them. So, so who's the coach? Well, I think the coach is the president of the United States. Uh, uh, he's the only one who could have uh, commanded uh, agencies from the Department of uh, State to the Treasury Department to the intelligence uh, community to the FBI and other law enforcement agencies to all act in the same 
uh, manner because they are all ultimately responsible to the president. So, I mean, that does suggest that given the president's relationship with Bandar and lots of evidence that Bandar is in the thick of the 9-11 of the conspiracy, that, that it's very likely that this, what, I don't know how else to say this, the President Bush and I assume Dick Cheney, who was up to his eyeballs in this as well, um, create a culture of not wanting to know amongst the intelligence agencies. And it starts with the demotion of Richard Clark, who was the anti-terrorism czar. And apparently, even after George Tenet briefs President Bush, in his first briefing, according to Tenet, he, sell, he tells Bush the number one national security threat to the United States is al-Qaeda and bin Laden. And then he demotes the guy who's supposed to be in charge of the fight against al-Qaeda and bin Laden, Richard Clark. And there's, it, 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 is there not, a, at the very least, a very strong suggestion that the back door was open for, these kinds of, for this type of attack? I don't know if there's any evidence the White House knew what was coming, but... Bandar certainly had a pretty good idea what was coming. Again, uh, these are exactly the questions to which I hope that the information that uh, was gathered uh, subsequent to the writing of the 28 pages in response in many cases to the trails that were first uh, outlined. Of course, we've lost 13 years. We should have been doing this not in 2016, but in 2002, three, four, five, six, et cetera. Uh, and, but we are where we are. So, and many people are asking, you know, does it make any difference now? 15 years later, why don't we uh, move on? A, a, a prominent official in the FBI told me uh, in 2011 to get a life, to stop uh, pestering them about this. Uh, I think it makes a lot of difference. Justice to the families that have suffered so grievously, our national security, the Saudis thinking that they have a status of immunity uh, from the United States have continued to fund terrorist organizations and continued to train the next generation of terrorists in a Wahhabist mosque and schools, uh, feeling that there's going to be no... Uh, negative reaction from the United States. Can, can I, and I think this has had an enormously detrimental impact on the American people. The presidential election is now uh, well underway, uh, and we're every day seeing the depth of uh, public uh, cynicism and a sense of, of disconnection of, with, between the government and the people. And I believe that acts of secrecy such as we've been talking about are a significant part of that public attitude. Can I suggest an alternative theory, if all this is true, why it might, what might have motivated it, is that a, a real convergence of interest between the Saudi regime and the uh, President Bush and Dick Cheney and, and the neocons around them. Uh, we know there's a document that comes out called uh, Project for a New American Century, which essentially calls for regime change, first of all in Iraq, then in Syria, and the ultimate prize being Iran. 
And we know the Saudis are extremely motivated to try to overthrow the regime uh, in, in Iran. They, they hate the Iranians, and uh, it frames itself as, as hating Shia. And it's certainly a convergence of interest between the Saudi government and Al-Qaeda that hate Shia uh, probably more than they hate America. Um, and of course, Bush Cheney's uh, stated objective was regime change in Iran. They, they wanted, in fact, there was a time where the, they hoped to go to war with Iran, and perhaps only generals from the Pentagon stopped it from happening. That, that, that there was a real convergence of interest to create the conditions of what was called in that project for a new American century, the need for a new Pearl Harbor, um, that, that they're conniving in this. I, there's no other way to say it. A lot, of, uh, a, a lot of intriguing questions. I hope that uh, uh, we will have some answers. Uh, I, uh, I only hope we don't have to wait another decade and a half to get at the business of providing those answers. Thanks very much for joining us, Senator. Thank you very much. I appreciate uh, this opportunity and uh, the very incisive questions that you uh, ask. Hope that we'll have a chance do it again as we learn more about this tragedy. Great. Thank you very much. And thank you for joining us on The Real News Network.